0: Welcome to the Student of the Game podcast with Tim Stone, where I sit down with successful entrepreneurs to extract the knowledge you need to increase your income and avoid simple mistakes. You learn from their failures so you don't have to go through the same thing. I hope that you find one lesson you can apply to your life from this episode. Thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in to the Student of the Game podcast. This is Tim Stone. I'm here with our special guest today, John Malott. John, thank you for taking the time to be here. Yeah, Tim, I'm
1: excited, man. We finally making it happen. <laughs> finally making
0: here. it happen. Yes. So John is a investor and owner of multiple companies right now. Big project is OSNAP Active Lifestyle in his career that he's going to dive into and explain. He's done over $1.4 billion in sales, built multiple companies, had a pretty sex- successful career from humble Sexy beginnings. Too. Sexy, Sexy, too. Sexy career. Sexy and successful <laughs> from humble <laughs> yeah. beginnings. Uh John, thank you for being here. Uh, where, where does your story start? I, I know you've, you've done a lot of things. Yeah, I have, you know,
1: and, and it's cause I'm old. You see my wife in the background, I, she's, she's doing something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've done a lot of things, you know, uh, because I, I've got, I've got some, uh, some numbers <laughs> behind me. My birthday's coming up at the end of this month. So I'll add another, another year under my belt. Um, but really, for me, the whole journey started when I was 15. Let me move my camera here, because so it's not distracting. Um, my, the journey for me started really when I was, you know, 15 years old. As 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 interesting as that is, that was my first felony arrest. I was 15 years mm-hmm. old, and because of you know because I was locked up in a juvenile detention facility, um, coming out from there, I ended up. You know, in our neighborhood, what we now know as the uh, crack epidemic had hit um, pretty hard. And as I was getting released, I got involved in that whole thing. I tried to be a capitalist. Uh, I didn't get the memo: don't get high on your own supply. By 17, I had a heart attack from smoking cocaine, and you know that was that was mm. that was actually the beginning of my entrepreneurship journey because I end up being locked up again, but this time in a drug rehabilitation. Program and um a guy by the name of Dave. Dave was a former outlaw motorcycle gang member. And Dave demanded respect, but Dave told me that my my way out of the neighborhood, my way out of this lifestyle was entrepreneurship. And, and I didn't believe it. I was like, bro, don't you just see what happened? <laughs> Clearly, it wasn't working for me. But he was the first guy to give me a book. Uh, On personal development. He gave me a book called how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. Hmm. And and that book planted some seeds that that end up later on opening up a lot of doors for me, but it was the beginning of searching for that type of information. And, and Dave was the one who kept, you know, kept putting in my brain, putting in my brain, business is your way out. Business is your way out. And uh, I wish I could say it happened quickly. Um, one of my friends, Les Brown, he used to say, jump and the net will appear. I called up Les Brown um later in life joking, say, man, I jumped and that that net never appeared. Man, I bounced off the pavement like 15 times <laughs> before the net showed up. Hmm. So we all got our process, but that was the beginning. That was really where things began. And in my final felony arrest, I was 24 years old. And and that's when I, you know, sitting on the, the bullpen floor of the Milwaukee County jail, facing some serious legal uh, ramifications. That's when I made the decision that yes, I was a loser, criminal, gang member, dropout, drug addict. All those adjectives that were true at one point. That's who I was. That's not who I would be going forward. And that's and that's was the last time I got arrested. Um, and I really, I really focused in and eliminated the the bad associations, got off of drugs, and uh, and started to make the changes. So that's you asked where it began. I just yeah. gave you the long, the long story. That's where it began. So um, the,
0: the first start great. of entrepreneurship was selling crack. Is that, <laughs> is that correct? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah.
1: Sorry to say, but the, yeah, that's true. It didn't it, work it, though. Not many people it bought it. I used it so much. So yeah.
0: Yeah. And then how to win friends and influence people. And my understanding he's had a very successful career down the road in network marketing and building relationships and building businesses. So where does it go after 24, the final arrest, when when the legitimate business that, that builds the wealth and, and keeps you uh, out of prison, where does that start? Yeah, net, network marketing
1: literally saved my life. My sister died from a heroin overdose when she was 21 year, years old. My younger brother, two years younger than me, has been in prison and on drugs mm-hmm. his entire life still to this day. Um, for me, it was network marketing because when you got a colorful past, there's not a lot of doors open for you. I mean, and if you try to get a job, you check the box. You know, telling the truth, you don't get the job if you lie. Sooner or later, they take the job from you. So, it's a it's a brutal system we have. Especially if you've already paid the price. You know, society never never holds holds it uh, holds you. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, allows you to get past that, and it didn't allow me either. So. I went to a meeting and these people said they wanted me and that they were interested in me. You know, they were interested in everybody, but it was truly an equal opportunity, opportunity. And and I had a mentor by the name of Jim Rohn. Some of you guys know Jim Rohn. He was Tony Robbins mentor. Jim Rohn was also in the industry and it became a very pure mentoring relationship. He had an incentive. If, If I did well, he got paid. Otherwise, there'd be no reason for Jim Rohn to mentor a guy like me. But um, he did, and and he taught me what he knew about building businesses, and all of that came from network marketing. Like the business he built, if you ever listened to his audios or anything? Earl Shof was his upline in a network marketing company, and that was his mentor. and And basically, he taught me how to play a grown up game of follow the leader. And network marketing is a perfect place to learn scaling and branding and marketing, and and to get your 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 skin thick, <laughs> because you cannot be a great entrepreneur. If you're a wimp and if you can't take some rejection and if you can't take some criticism and if you can't take the punches, if you can't roll with them, then you're going to have a really tough time. And network marketing thickened my skin. It made me tough. It made me resilient. Uh, and it taught me all of the things that later on I used in traditional businesses. You know, I own real estate investment companies, publishing companies, mixed martial arts, cage fighting companies, nightclubs, restaurants. I've had a lot of traditional businesses. None of them ever produce. The way my network marketing companies did, they, they all required so much time that it was frustrating when I had a network marketing company that was spitting off a quarter million dollars a month, whether I rolled over in bed or rolled out of bed because I did the work. And, and that model uh, is, is just a beautiful model for time freedom. But most people don't understand it. So because there's a lot of ignorance around it, people shun it. They talk shit about it. And that's, that's all prejudice is, you know, prejudice is ignorance. And, and a lot of people are very ignorant to the power of it. If they understood the power of it, they would dump a lot of these traditional uh, grinds that seem prestigious, but produce very little results um, consistently. <laughs> so anyways, that's, that's what happened. I got into a network marketing company. And again, that didn't happen right away either. Uh, it, I, I, none of it's really supposed to happen fast is what I learned. Uh, but yet mm-hmm. we we expect things to happen faster than they should, and I don't know where we get those expectations from. Maybe maybe we see someone rolling in a Rolls Royce in a in a big mansion, and we think we should have that because our egos tell us we should. Um, mm-hmm. But that shit takes time, and it took and it took time. It took me seven years to finally crack a hundred thousand dollars in a single year. But one and that was a different time too. You got to remember, speed. Mm-hmm. We have speed now. What took what took me five years to do back then, you can do in half that time today because of this type of technology, you know, we're carrying these around (laughs) everywhere. We got a 500 company in this bad boy. We didn't have, we didn't have that um, when I was coming up. So anyways, yeah. yeah, man. it, it, uh, and then it went, you know, eventually it went to a million a year, then 2 million a year. And and, um, I get a lot of accolades from the finished product, but very few people talk about, you know, what it actually took to build it to Mm. that point. Yeah, you know, you know that's, I mean. I do these interviews yeah, a lot. Yeah, that,
0: that's that's the thing I'm curious to learn is the the skills and the things that it took to get into place. Because seven years before your first seven or six figures, and then just scaling from there. Uh, I, I also want to know, yeah, how how quickly it took off once you got to that point. But the most important part is the skills it took and what you had. Yeah, to it do. took skills. I
1: had no skills. I mean, I I was super rough. Uh, my first year mm-hmm. as a full time entrepreneur, I made four thousand dollars. So. You can imagine, you know, the criticism, the laughter, the jeers. Uh, it was nonstop, you know, around the Thanksgiving tables like, "Are you rich yet?" I'm like, "Shit, are you rich, Uncle Ray Ray? Yeah. You still on the same damn job 20 some years." Anyways,
0: so Yeah, no, that's uh, been that's been the last few years for me as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean and that's what people do. People again, they, their ignorance is prejudice and there's a lot of ignorant people that will spew their way. I call them entrepreneur. you know, I, the, the entrepreneurs that do it are the most shocking to me. I call them entrepreneur supremacists. It's like somehow your hustle is is better than mine. You know, you know, <laughs> what what makes mm-hmm. that, you know, the case? And and again, that's it's it's ignorance more than anything. But yeah, in my first year was four thousand dollars. But one and I had to learn the skills. I mean, I was so far behind. I didn't have mm-hmm. credibility. So that's a challenge. You know, you got to you got at some point get some kind of credibility. I didn't I didn't have validation from other people, which would sometimes lend their credi- credibility because who would who, who would lend their credibility to a drug addict, criminal dropout. Right. loser, Just got out of jail. Yeah, man, I had to earn it. I had to earn it mm. and everybody has to earn it. I don't care if you're an IT professional, school teacher, pastor. When it comes to business, you're going to have to earn it. And that's the hard part. Um, and, and I had to earn it. And I, what I did is. I took the televisions out of the house for five years because I was a sports fanatic and I was building everyone else's dream through, through consuming their content. Mm -hmm. Um, it's no different today. You know, this is the new distractor. Um, but I did that for five years, man. And what I did is what you have behind you books. Mm -hmm. I started reading about the greats because I had a mentor say, if another man or another woman could do it, then you could do it. And I'm like, okay, wow, we'll go. Somebody took a, a whole bunch of failures and they wrote a book about it. You can go get the book for 20 bucks at Barnes and Noble and change your life. Or, or, or if you can't afford that, go to the library and sit in the damn library and start devouring. And I, that's what I did. I started in the beginning It was the library and I was devouring books, man, like crazy learning about all the greats from Ben Franklin to, to Donald Trump, you know, to mm. you, you name it, man. I, I know their stories. I read them and I decided, you know, I picked the ones I liked and the ones I would try to emulate. And again, Played the grown up game and follow the leader. I did. I just did what they did um, as best I could or as mm-hmm. best as I could decipher from the information that I was getting. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't have fa- like you're going to find about me, man, nothing fancy. I got no fancy footwork. No, you know, secrets. Uh, I don't I don't believe there are secrets to success. I, I, I think there's a few keys that are necessary. Um, but, yeah, it was it was very simple, but it took time. And most yeah. people won't. Do it. Most people won't put in the time, man. Most, most people, they don't realize they're quitting, but they go from one thing to the next thing, the next thing. And you're actually quitting. You know, people are they're quitting. I tell them all the time, you're a quitter. You don't want to hear that. But you started something. You didn't finish it because if you finished it, you would have been to the top. If you finished it, you would have made millions. But you didn't. And because it didn't happen as fast enough or whatever your ego led you to believe, you, you quit and you went and did something else. You stayed an entrepreneur, but you did another thing. And you'll do another thing in six months or a year from now, because that's what most, especially young entrepreneurs do now today. That shiny object syndrome is, is a mother that keep that will keep people um, always working, but never getting in front of the money. I see it over and over. I'm, I'm watching guys that I mentored when they were in their twenties. They're now in their thirties and they're doing the same shit. It's like, bro, it, until you grab a hold of something and you, you, are relentless in the pursuit. And you have that, I will not be denied. I will not stop until I get to the top of this mother effing mountain. You'll find me on the top or you'll find me dead on the side. You're going to go to the next thing. Someone else is going to come up with the next Forex deal. They're going to come up with the next trading deal, the next real estate wholesaling deal, the next Airbnb
0: deal, the next Mm -hmm. Turo deal. It just goes on and on and And on. They all all work, but you have to put the time in and stick to one of them. Yeah, most of the said.
1: yeah, man, you know, they all work. and But most entrepreneurs make just enough to be frustrated out of their minds.
0: Yeah. I was uh, going to ask you how to get past the point of being comfortable because uh, nowadays you see it all the time on the internet and maybe some people aren't telling the truth, but it's easier than ever to make six figures or make a couple hundred thousand dollars uh, with the power of the internet, social media, you can connect with people. Uh, but if you're wanting to get to the next level, this is something I've struggled with. I made my first six figures when I was 20 years old uh, and I've more than doubled every year since then, but I'm only 22. My goal this year is to make a million dollars, but I'm very, very, very comfortable as a 22 year old making a couple hundred <laughs> grand a year. Hell yeah. Man. You know? and, and be proud of that
1: because that's, mm-hmm. that is rare air. I mean, mm-hmm. it is possible for every 20 year old, not shit. It's possible for a 15 year old now. Um, right. But what you're doing is is still rare air, no matter how you look at it, and and I I, I call it happily discontent, and I like that you're saying the next goal is a million because that's you know, uh, Jim Rohn used to say, the reason they make those kindergarten chairs so small is is we expect progress, yeah. life demands progress, so you should always be moving forward. But for me, entrepreneurship, it's the possibility of time freedom, financial, you mm-hmm. know, finance is one thing. I have a lot of rich friends. Very, very, very wealthy, but they don't have time freedom. And that's, mm-hmm. to me, uh, that was never my goal. The beauty of network marketing is that the promise was was geared more towards time freedom. What I saw were people way back before it was cool to, to you know be the, the entrepreneur nomad. Network marketers have been entrepreneur nomads before that was a cool thing, before we had social media to brag about it. Um, because what we had, we were working from home, we were the first entrepreneurs that actually had home based businesses. Like, we were, and then for a lot mm-hmm. of us, we caught on shit. if I could do it at home, if I could get a Wi Fi connection, you know, and on an island the beach. somewhere, I could, yeah, I could do it from the beach. And that, and that was network marketers were the beginning of that. And, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, for me, it's time. It's purpose. It's it's impact. You know, where am I going with this and who am I impacting? Sometimes as an entrepreneur, we get the mistaken belief that all money is good money. Um, You know, young entrepreneurs, a lot of times will think, well, I just made one hundred thousand dollars this year. Well, how did you do it, too? That's the other question. Um, We had a young young guy work for us for a while. He was he was bringing in money. But there was a big price uh, that our company paid integrity wise, uh, credibility Mm -hmm. wise every dollar seemed like it was damaging our reputation. So eventually I'm like, not all volume is good volume. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, build something for the long term. You got one reputation, man. You got one reputation in it. And if you build it right now in your twenties, by the time you get to your, by the time you're 40, you got so many damn doors open for you. It's insane. And then you'll, you'll have more options to make decisions and money will come much faster. Does that make sense?
0: It does make sense. Yeah. It just, work with the time D- do what yeah. you can do work as hard as you can and then keep learning and treat people right man
1: and, and 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 do right by people and because mm. the hardest thing to do when you're young at least for me it was thinking long term it's like long term because the future is coming and it's coming fast mm. and uh, you want to be you want to be prepared and you want and and again people opening doors for me later on in life once i check my ego um That created more millions, much faster than those first millions, Mm -hmm. because now I had, you know, I had contacts. I had, you know, when I didn't have credibility and nobody would put a stamp on me, it was all just grind, man. It was freaking work and and proving to people that I that I deserved it and and I demanded it. But later on, man, the door started opening automatically because, you Mm -hmm. know,
0: we had benefited a lot of people and we proved, you know, who we were you know that that's that's kind yeah, of where it was for us. building building relationships and then years down the road they paid off so yeah. so early early on it's i mean just to make your first couple of dollars so you can survive it, it, it's a lot of sales skills you got to build and put in a lot of work on the sales but i think really probably any industry not just network marketing is the way to scale is people you only have 24 hours in a day if you've got 10 people on your team you get 240 hours in a day now um so, so, got it. so what's the key to building teams in anything? Uh, I would specifically network marketing, that's what you're great at, but any business yeah, that can apply it, this. And the, the beauty of it, it applies to everything because I, I, mm-hmm. where I really, where I really got it
1: down was when I read Ray Kroc's book, grinding it out about McDonald's. And I was like, damn, mm-hmm. you know, what do I want? I want a distribution point at every single corner all over the world, too. Just like Ray Kroc figured out if, if, if he could create this cookie cutter hamburger machine, he could put it everywhere. And I caught on the same thing. I'm like, man, if I could create a cookie cutter machine of people, it, it's game over. And that's what we did. You know, one, one of our biggest builds, we had three hundred and twenty seven thousand affiliates in eight countries. I had wow. I'm in countries like South Korea. I, I don't I don't speak Korean but because we dumbed everything down, we simplified everything. We used tools instead of the mouth. So I started teaching people, look, you could be a great salesperson in the USA and speak English. But you're done when we open up Japan. You're done when we open up South Korea. Because, because what are you going to do? You're going to go, you know, every time I would do a presentation in South Korea, a 20-minute a presentation turned into an hour because of translation. <laughs> it mm-hmm. just – it was cumbersome. It was heavy. It, there was a lot to it. So we got really good at simplifying the message. And then we, we were starting you before video marketing was the thing, network marketing, network marketers already did video marketing. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. I had a VHS tape. I started with one, it cost me 20 bucks. It was the company VHS tape. And I caught on, let me not say anything. My mentor said, because I was so rough and, and I had no credibility. He said, you need to say less to more people. And he said, use this videotape and get people to watch it and then shut up. And then if they have any questions, point them to the website or point them to me for credibility. But you stay out of it. And that was the biggest lesson I ever learned. And I wish CEOs I wish the the high credibility and the big ego people got that because that was the number one thing that we got to scale like a mother. So. Back then, it was I called it pass and play. I started with one VHS video because it only it would cost me twenty bucks. So I would hand it to you. I'd say, "Look, <laughs> you're gonna watch this video tonight, right? You're gonna watch this, mm-hmm. video. And, you, and I and I wouldn't let it out of my hand until you commit it." And I said, "Tomorrow, I'm coming to pick it up," and so I'd be on your doorstep tomorrow. So in the beginning, it was only local, but eventually, I had twenty videos, and then I had fifty videos. Then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you came on board. Now you had twenty videos, and that's how that's how we duplicated like crazy. Is we started getting other people on the team. And they just all they knew was hand people a video. And we all started buying videos until those videos were, were creating a big return on our investment. And then eventually as things changed and VHS was no longer the deal, then we had, you know, CDs and DVDs and now streaming, now it's all free. <laughs> so yeah. if you're a network marketing today, you can explode. And you can make that's why you see so many network marketers making a million dollars a month. It used to be the, the goal was a hundred hundred thousand a month. You wouldn't play the game, you know, unless you're going for a hundred grand a month, but now, you know, it's a million a month. You're seeing more and more of these network marketers hitting a million because it's fast and the tools are mm-hmm. available and most of the technology is free.
0: Yeah. It's easier than ever to get in front of a million people, man. Yeah. You, yeah. You got a billion people on Instagram alone.
1: You know, my, mm-hmm. my friend, Dave, Dave Meltzer uh, always says, look, you don't need to get a billion people on, on Instagram but you figure out your niche, get your niche. Maybe you get a hundred thousand, maybe, maybe you get a million of those 1 billion and it's, it's over. You're you're financially done. Build your, Mm -hmm. build your tribe as fast as you can build your people and don't try to be all things to all people. Like, like, I know I'm not for everybody. (laughs) There's a lot of things Mm -hmm. I do and say that, that people are not going to like. Um, I'm a Christian, but I'm in the nightclubs. You know, I'm <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a Christian and I'll still cuss. Uh, I believe in God, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, running around trying to force my beliefs on people. And, and, and I'm a, I can be a little bit wild. And, you know, I, 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 I have a good time from health clubs, to the nightclubs. So my message is not for everybody, but it was never it was never designed for everybody. You know, I, I didn't right. need everybody. I, I had three hundred and twenty seven thousand affiliates that were that saw it the way I did. Yeah, and it was months. for them. <laughs> it was for them. And, and we created six hundred to seven hundred six and seven figure earners. So, I mean, we we had we definitely had success, but we created so many successors that people were starting to gravitate towards like, holy shit. You know, how was this person making ten grand a month? How was that per- person making one hundred grand a month? It's because we got a simple, simple system. So we would teach them. Here's your daily method of operation. Here's what you do every day. If you got, mm-hmm. you only have 15 minutes today to put in time. Here's the money making activity uh, that you should do. And I just stole all that. Everything I learned, I learned from somebody else. You yeah, know, it's it all out really, there. Yeah, it was all out there. So there, there are no John Milotte originals. I just was. I had a mentor by the name of Darnell Self, and Darnell said, um, "It's okay to be a copycat as long as you copy the right cat." And that's what I did. I I found the right cats to Mm. copy and I did what they did. Not until it got tough, not until I was stressed or sad or whatever. I did it until it got done. And that was Mm. the difference. I watched so many people quit. Like I I would say, man, you're going to quit on the 99 yard line. You don't even realize it. You're right there. You you paid all that price. You went through all that pain, those sleepless nights, and now you're going to quit. Now, again, they didn't always see it as quitting because they were going to go do something else. But you are gonna have to one day, no matter what you start, if you want to make millions and you want that that bad boy spitting off millions or you want it to be worth like I've sold network marketing businesses for millions of dollars because I knew what they were worth. I built these big cash flow machines. I said one day, if you want that, you're going to have to grab a hold of something and just do it until it's fucking done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, excuse my language. Until it's done. Uh, not until it's hard, not until you're you're. I don't know how people are burnt out. I mean, I, I hear people talk about burnout. I'm like, that's a weird concept to me. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, guess, yeah. I guess that happens. I mean, if you're on a job, I could see that. I was a janitor working for General Electric. If anyone was to be burnt out, that was me.
0: Mm-hmm. And when it gets really, really hard and you're about to quit, you know you're at the point where no one else has made it past. And if you do make it past, then you're the, you're the guy. Bro, you just, the said,
1: you just said it. You just gave a whole training right there.
0: He just came all training because right there. there's a lot of uh, I don't know if you know Andy Elliott, but I had the chance to have a really long conversation with him um, about a month ago, and he's like, "Dude, it's it's amateur hour out there. Yeah. Like, there's so many amateurs, so many mediocre people, and it's okay. That's for them. You know, greatness isn't for them. But when things get really, really hard, once you get past that, you're past where anybody where everybody else quit, and that's the you know that's yeah. how you get to the other side of greatness."
1: Yeah, there's very, there's very few people. All you got to do is, st- is look at statistics. I mean, people lie. The numbers don't. Statistically speaking, not everybody that that takes a picture in front of a Rolls Royce. Yeah, <laughs> <actually> has one. <laughs> has, yeah, actually has one or has the financial wherewithal yeah. to even get one. To even so, rent one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, it, it's easy to, to false flag today. It's easy to front today. You know, there's never been a, a time yeah. where it's been easier to do that. I think the big flex now is, is – is to not do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I, I know your power based on speaking to you. I don't need to see the shit you have.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's, and it's clear and and all, it's a, to use the word flex, it's a bigger flex when everyone knows you got it like that. But like, yeah. you know, like we're, I was having a conversation, having cigars with some guys in Atlanta last night and uh, Gary V came up in conversation and I was talking about his goal to buy the jets and someone thought he was talking about a private jet, and but he's, he wants to buy the the football team, the New York Jets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're like, you know, he definitely has the money like that. I've never seen Gary V on a jet. I was like, he's got hundreds of millions, and we've never seen him on a private jet. Surely he's been on one. It's just not on Instagram. Oh, yeah. He's not that kind of guy. But yeah, everyone not, knows it. Yeah, <laughs> so it's cooler.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> but, think it's, uh, I think it's way cooler. Um, yeah, <laughs> I used to, of course. It's easy to say that too now, because I I did all. You know, if you've had all that, I've had all the cars. You know, the how I all that stuff. So maybe it's easier now to say that Mm (laughs) because I did it. But I think everybody should should have it, should try it. It's fun. But it like, I don't care if you're in a Lamborghini or a a Prius. The new car smell eventually wears off. You know, (laughs) it's like
0: I'm going through
1: my my watch phase right now. (laughs) Yeah. Watches too. I I love watches, but I've gotten rid of most of my, I, I, you know, sometimes I wear jewelry. Sometimes if I'm going out my wife, my wife is, yeah, my wife is always blinging. So I got to keep up with her bling. Um, but other than that, like now, you know, some of it too is, is, is even dangerous for entrepreneurs. You become targets. I mean, we live in a different Mm -hmm. world and, and people can track you down. They can figure out where you're at. Uh, I don't think anyone should ever live in fear, but I think you should always be aware. Yeah. That, that, that people night. people want what you have and they're not always willing to get on a podcast like this or pick up a book or go to a seminar or or lock themselves in a room for days or weeks at a time to learn the shit. It, when, why? When I can take it from somebody. And, and that's mm-hmm. a sad state that we find ourselves in where more and more people are, are just trying to take it from other people. So, you know, as an entrepreneur, you got to be aware of that, too. Your your super flashiness could could lead to some
0: some bigger challenges. Definitely. That's good advice. I wanted to go back to when you're talking about building the systems as simple as possible and dumbing them down so yep. people could replicate them. Because uh, uh, we've hired a lot of people in our business recently. It's hard to keep people on board, uh, especially in a in a sales position like eat what you kill. You go after your opportunities and bring in revenue. Um, it's hard to keep I mean, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people on board unless it's a simple process they can follow and get results. So what are, what are the steps to like get someone in the door? They learn about the opportunity. They decide it's right for them. Like, how do they start making money so they don't quit? That's the most yeah, important yeah. thing, right? Like they get some wins of under their belt so they don't quit.
1: You know, our, our thing is you got to get them, you got to get them paid and promoted quickly because people will quit. They won't mm-hmm. go as long as I did, you know? Um, and, and as long as, you know, my mentors did in the beginning to get to that point, so for us, everything is, is like we got a three step process for just about everything. I, I, I follow uh, Carmine Gallo's uh, um, rule of three on almost everything I do, even when I'm on a stage speaking and uh, the, the mind, you know, has Pat uses patterns and, and three is the lowest um, uh, pattern for, for you know, how do we remember numbers, how do we remember our Social Security number, things like that. But anyway, so we have three steps for prospecting and we use it in the app. So our, our, our sales guys, um, our affiliates, they can, they, there's three steps. It's step one, which is prospecting. And then there's, you know, we have a three step video process. So the first video I send you or they send you is a, is a 32nd video and it's only designed to peak interest because people's attention spans are short. Let's see if we can get them open enough to say they have interest or, um, in, in the, and our app gives them feedback. It says, look, if I sent you the video, it'll tell me if you clicked on it. Number one, I get a notification. when Once you click on it, I also get a notification to say, Hey, Oh, he watched 20 seconds of it. <laughs> you know, it's a mm-hmm. 30 second video. but what we discovered about the 30 second video is we got the, the, the percentage of people that watched it went way up. Like we have a 12 minute video.
0: Yeah.
1: They don't watch it. Like you, you send right me away, a 12 I'm, minute oh, video, I'm video. I'm not, I'm not watching, watching it. it. Yeah. My wife won't watch it. So what we said, what we did is we took a 12 minute video. We broke it down into threes. and the first piece is only 30 seconds and 90% of the people would watch 30 seconds. And then the, the app is designed to tell us what, give us feedback. So we know how to follow up, but also it would automatically direct you to the next part of the video. And the next part is three minutes. Like, okay, if you like that, then check out this three minute video that goes into you know, basically goes into what's in our product. And that's how that's how we like I could skate. I could teach an army to press buttons on an app and and watch for the notifications to come in and then read the notification. Now, you know how to follow up because, you you know, I'll hit people up and say, hey, I noticed when you got to the three minute video, you only watched 20 percent. You know, I, I'll say I know this didn't happen, but I'll say, did it freeze up on you? Was there a challenge <laughs> or whatever? And that's how my follow up would go. And a lot of times they'd be like, oh, no, I got busy with the kids or this happened or whatever. I'm going to go check it out right now. I said, I'm like, good, I'll hit you back in 15 minutes. And so we always had a, a way to keep because for me, it was always keep keep it moving until if, if, they buy or they die. You know, it's keep 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 the exposure process moving until they become an affiliate or a customer. And then once that happens, the real work now begins. And then we have a three step process for getting people started. Again, you have to figure out what your processes are, what those would be. Some people might have a four step or a five step. I don't know. Um, But again, for us, we just kept it very, very simple, very clean. And because of that, I could teach an army to do that. I I could teach Mm -hmm. an army. And that's how we build big ass armies, you know, moving our products into the marketplace. We're opening up in Europe. We just got product on the ground in Europe. Um, So we opened up Europe September. I believe 11th is our official date. We'll do the same exact thing there and it'll scale just as well as, as it did here in the US uh, because we we thought this stuff through. It's not haphazard. And I don't need I don't necessarily need to get some great salesperson in Germany, you know, or the UK or whatever. Right now. I just need someone who will push some buttons on the app in the beginning and get the process started. Is that, yeah. you, you get what I'm
0: saying? Yeah. Is that an app that you guys had built or is that something anyone could go download? Like,
1: Yeah. It's an app that that we had built. Um, there is a generic version, a good friend of mine um, put together um, that, but we, we took his kind of gen, his version and we brought some people in and, and played around with it to make it yeah. uh, specific to own. what you do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a really great app for, for salespeople, but it, mm. it, it does require, <laughs> it would require
0: some, customization for anybody to do it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Because like uh, with just selling a product as a business or an offer, whatever it is, like it, in a one-on-one scenario where you've, unless you've got really good marketing and you're just getting in front of a lot of people, you need people who are really, really skilled at sales and closing and persuasion or, yeah. or and it's hard. There's not a ton of people out there. So when you're scaling that big, you need to make the process and the offer simpler to where it doesn't yeah. require it doesn't require a top tier veteran sales trained person to get business in the door no just make it, the offer simpler yeah i
1: i learned again because i want to scale all over the world that i don't really give a shit if you're like <laughs> i get people come to me and say john i could sell snow to an eskimo and my response is well why would you do that uh, you know so that's mm-hmm. great but why um what's the value proposition? What's in it for the Eskimo? I mean, I, I started asking a whole mm. bunch of questions like that's great that you can, you can manipulate people and you can get people to do shit that, that they probably wouldn't have done without you being there. And that's what sales is sometimes. Um, but I don't, I, in my business, I don't need that. Uh, you know, mm. I, I, need someone who can identify some, some needs, you know, and, and can create some value and, and then deliver on whatever, whatever the promise is. And that I can get to scale. I, cause I, but I, cause I can't, like I talk to some salespeople and they don't even know how the hell they did it. Like I ask them, like, how, how did you do that? And they're like, well, I just do it. And you know, I said, well, that, Mm -hmm. I can't scale that. I can't put that in the manual. I can't teach an army of people to do that. I mean, that's great. You know, obviously, and sometimes that's years of them just doing it now it's reflex for them, but I see it a lot in real estate. Then they're, then they're tied geographically to their marketplace, which is fine, you know, but they're, they're probably not going to scale their real estate business into Canada or into Mexico mm-hmm. or into Europe. That's for them. That's, you know, for me, I, I want to when I go to sleep tonight, I want to know that I have affiliates working in countries that, that they're just waking up as I'm as I'm going to bed. I mm-hmm. like that a lot. I like waking up in the morning and then the bank account got filled while I was sleeping. My ment, one of my mentors, billionaire Paul J. Meyer, he always say, like, when he goes to bed, uh, his money goes to work for him. You know, and and that Mm. he puts overalls on his money before he ever gets out of out of bed. And I like that. And and that's something super cool. And that's what gave me freedom. And I've had I've had time freedom forever. My kids will tell you I used to block all their shit when they would try to skip school or I go to the school like there. I was just home. I was I was at home during the day. You couldn't you couldn't mess with me. And I already knew all the tricks and stuff. And I knew their friends. I knew where they lived. So I would block a lot of the (laughs) bad behaviors that they would have did that I already did. And, uh, because I had a home-based business and it gave me a lot, it gave me time freedom and eventually it gave me a lot of money, which those, those two together are kind of nice.
0: With Oh Snap, tell me how that came about and kind of describe it to me. I I looked into it as well and it's like a pre-workout type thing, but, uh,
1: well we have four products and it actually was never
0: designed to be a pre-workout but because we got clinical studies
1: around uh boosting nitric oxide by like 230 percent we got we like mark henry the world's strongest man who who uses Mm. nothing started using our product now his 17 year old son who's breaking records in the weightlifting arena is using our product we started getting a bunch of professional athletes and boxers that were using it um we have a product called surge and it's like it's like tequila and smelling salts when you first hit that bad boy your senses fire up immediately, but it's all plants. It's like broccoli, kale, blueberries, cherries, turmeric, to lower inflammation, a bunch of B vitamins. And then yeah. for me, it was designed to go head to head with energy drinks. Cause when I was 40 years old, about 13 years ago, I almost lost my life. I owned a nightclub and a restaurant. I was red bulls by day, red bull vodkas at night. And I got very, very sick to the point where I, I couldn't get out of bed. Uh, we couldn't figure it was wrong. I'm on, I started getting on all these pharmaceutical drugs I was getting worse a path came in my life and we did some serious blood work and some testing. And we found like forever chemicals in my bloodstream that are used to process <laughs> energy drinks to, mm-hmm. to give you an idea of this stuff that, that we're consuming. It was literally killing me. And, uh, and she said, she said, the challenge is you can do that. You can do that. Some people can do it for a decade. Some people can do it for two decades. Nothing. So one day body, you, you've hit the limit. You like you, you're redlining now. And, and, and since you don't want to stop, your body stops you. And that's kind of what happened. And my natural, my natural path gave me a lot of ideas. And so I said, I'm going to create the cleanest, most powerful energy drink on the planet. Let me hold on. Let me let me grab. I'm going to show it to you real quick. Hold on.
0: Yeah, I see him right behind you.
1: Yeah, let me uh like. Yeah, oh yeah, there's the boxes.
0: Those are empty boxes. That's just for show.
1: <laughs> Those are my dummy boxes. But this is what it is. It's a Pack. it's thinner than your credit card card and the deal with the deal with nutrition is real simple what, what you're really looking for is absorption like when you buy gummies you're only absorbing about 15% of what you're paying for so it's more of a placebo but they taste good they throw a bunch mm-hmm. of sugar on it and sucralose and a whole bunch of garbage and we think we're doing something but we're you know it, 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 it's better than nothing I guess um, except for the, the sugar and the sucralose i I, I feel like it negates like I, I just wouldn't do gummies. Um then next mm. is powders and pills. But same thing. Powders use a bunch of fillers. Like when you're doing a pre-workout scoop of powder, the reason why you get that jittery feeling is it's all cheap ingredients. They're so using synthetic caffeines, all that. And again, maybe, maybe better than maybe better than nothing, maybe not, you know, especially if they're using sucralose as an alternative to sugar. Um and, and I wouldn't use sugar either. But anyways. They got to put filler mm-hmm. in it. And then all the energy drinks and the C4s and all that just complete garbage. And Celsius is the worst of the best of all of it. And, but they've marketed it as a, as a health drink. But here, thinner than your credit card, half the size, all liquid in here. It's called a snap pack. It's just we're just we just created a new delivery to nutrition. Mm-hmm. So I've got a multivitamin, multimineral, brain formula, organic greens. I've got a sleep formula. And this right here is my. My I call it hashtag Benjamin Button. This is my anti-aging. It's got a clinical some clinical studies around lengthening telomeres. And it just goes like this. Snap it. And I just took a shot. It's fun. Yeah. Everything you need, <laughs> everything, everything you need, nothing you don't need. I don't need to put additives in there, extra anything, plant-based, vegan, sugar-free, dairy-free, gluten-free, GMO-free, all the freeze. I just put in there what's necessary. And then we take the exact dosage from the clinic, the peer reviewed medical clinical studies. So I'd say, go read the shit for yourself. This is what this is what it'll do for you. Or go back to the other bullshit that you're doing. <laughs> and, hmm. But we do we're doing this from health club, the nightclubs like we're, our surge product. We're doing that with in nightclubs with bottles of 1942 instead of using Red Bulls or energy drinks. And they keep inviting us back because it's so fast and it's so clean. These nightclubs will be like bro we've had our we had our biggest night ever because sometimes they'll give me the mic. Give me the mic for 60 seconds and let me explain what you're about to do with that hit and and it's over and they they end up when wherever there's high energy there's money wherever there's high energy mm. there's momentum and if you can create momentum for somebody else, they're going to keep calling you back i got I got massive gyms that you know like Miami gym Boxer, gym in Miami you know you got mm. you got big names snapping our celebrities past. You, yeah. Kenny James, you know, um, professional boxer, he'll snap one of our Surge products, go in the ring and knock people's heads off. And so that stuff, that stuff starts to spread and people are like, shit, I might not be in the ring, but I like to be productive all day. Andy Elliott's team, my my business partner, the Clever Investor, Cody Sperber, him and I Mm -hmm. own a company together with my wife. Um, He just told me he had Andy Elliott on his podcast and Andy's like, bro, I I try everything. I need this for all of my sales guys. So if you want to be more productive, Snap one of those bad boys in the day and you're rocking and rolling all day.
0: Well, will you show it again on camera? Cause uh, it was actually a uh, blurry for a little bit when you were showing them, but yeah, t- uh, so this t- tiny little this pack right there. Tiny little pack. It's, it's thinner than your credit card. And and
1: this thing right here is jam packed, 700 milligrams of AC 11, Acola cherry. And you just put it to your mouth like this, snap it in the center or oh, still a little bit in there. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. This morning when my wife and I got to the gym, first thing we did, I uh, got in the gym. We don't try to sell anybody. We just make a little video. We're in the gym. We're about to go at it, snapped our pack, and we go, we go power through a workout. And then people ask questions about it. And that's how we built our whole affiliate team.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of pieces to that. Because number one, it's a good product with good ingredients.
1: Yeah,
0: And then number two is it's, it's cool. No one's ever seen someone pull out this little pack and yeah. snap it in their mouth in the gym or whatever. So it, it just creates, you know, attention, basically.
1: And what is marketing? What are we trying to do in marketing? We're get trying attention. to get your attention. I want you asking mm-hmm. questions. What is mm-hmm. that? What are you doing? I'm like, oh, glad mm-hmm. you asked. <laughs> and that's and that's been our model. And it's the reason why we blew up and the brand became so big in just two years. Because it's hard to build a brand from scratch.
0: Mm-hmm. But when you What's have the- something
1: that- unique it's different
0: well what's the process like building a, a product that's consumable like you got to go through fda regulation stuff or all yeah, this testing F- of ingredients testing is a big one we also fortunately, we we manufacture
1: it in an nsf certified environment which means professional athletes can take our product without worrying about failing drug tests um, since we're going into europe it's very difficult a lot of times for a lot of American brands to just go into Europe. They usually have to change formulas and ingredients, things like that. We already knew from the get go, we weren't going to have issues because we removed all the garbage that America allows in their products. So what, what could take two, three months to get approved to go into Europe within two days, we had the we had the green light to go in. So, um, Mm -hmm. But there was a process. And for us, it took a year in formulation. I have We have another business partner who does about a billion a month in supplement sales and, um, you know, 12 full time research and development people. We had natural paths involved in the process. So it took it took a year before we ever launched the company because we're like, we're going to get this right. No one's going to think this is a fad or a trend. We are creating a new delivery system, period. In and in a, in a superior form of energy, sleep, anti-aging and you know, consumption of vitamins and minerals and greens. So we, we knew what we were going to become before we became that. And then it's just a matter you reverse engineer it. So what do you want to be? What's, what's the mission? Who are you? What are we about? Then you reverse engineer. It. Then you find the right people that can create the formulas. You, you then source the ingredients. And then you start playing like we were mad scientists, man. We had a couple of that energy one a couple of times, like, Oh, that was, this is going to kill somebody. That was too much. Um, tone Mm. that down or whatever, you know I mean? Tone down the niacin a little bit, whatever it was. We until we, until we felt like, oh yeah, this is, this is clean. This feels good. Um, people are gonna love it.
0: Yeah. And I think there's a lesson in there starting from scratch in that industry is you just partnered with another guy that's selling a billion dollars worth of supplements every month. You didn't go figure out which labs do we need to talk to which people making the, you know, working with everything. You just found someone, hey, let's do this together. Yeah. And not
1: all supplement purveyors, people that can sell, can create supplements and you throw a label on it, and they're all not created equally. Again, NSS certified was, was a big one. Tons and mm-hmm. tons of these supplement pr- providers aren't. Um, liquid becomes a whole nother animal because taste is very difficult. And how do you do it mm-hmm. without sugar? So all of a sudden you see the liquid. Liquid nutrition that has all the sugar in it or instead of sugar, they say no sugar and they use sucralose, which I, I would argue is even worse. It's messing up your gut. Um, it, there's there's I, I read a whole study on sucralose causing brain um, cancer tumors in in rats and shit. And I'm like, all right, we don't want to mess around there and it still spikes the glucose levels It does all this damage and it's not diabetic friendly. So. You, you have people that get tricked. Like when you pick up a, a Celsius can and it says no sugar and then you turn it over and it's like, okay, they're using sucralose, but they got you convinced that you're drinking an energy or a health drink. I'm like, man, we're being bamboozled, but we don't know it. And we don't have, we don't take the time. Even a lot of times we're busy, man. You're running, I'm running. Mm. It looks, it looks good.
0: It shows some, fruit it, said, on the it says live fit on the, on the can. Yeah, This
1: must be good. Why would they, you know, why would, why would Johnson Johnson's sell us baby powder that is, uh, that is clearly today known as a carcinogenic. Why would 3M put Teflon coating on the pans we're gonna cook with? And we now know today it's clearly a, a carcinogen. <laughs> uh, there's, there's big money in it and there's profit in, in this stuff. And
0: that's is it because it's cheaper to use those chemicals or? Way cheaper.
1: Look, cheaper. Starbucks, here's a great example. Uh, the reason I don't I used to drink Starbucks on a regular basis. Starbucks, is an experiment now in how little coffee you can actually put in a cup of coffee. Number one, conventional coffee is the most tampered with food product on the planet. More pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides than any other food on the planet. We wouldn't let uh, food come into our country the way we let coffee come in, but coffee's a big ass business, follow the dollars. Here's the other side. Starbucks has figured out a way to put less coffee in a cup of coffee, put more chemicals in, because the chemicals cost way less than the coffee does. So 29, different chemicals in the average cup of Starbucks. So you think you're drinking coffee, but you're drinking a lot. You're drinking a whole concoction that they built in a laboratory. It's as simple as that. I'm, again, I'm not, I'm saying drink all the Starbucks you want, but understand there, there will be at some point ramifications for consuming that on a regular basis as a mm-hmm. treat. Wonderful. And then the other thing is then we throw hundred grams of sugar on top of all the other shit. And then you got to wonder, What will a decade of drinking that, what will that lead to? We already know because we are already seeing it. We're already seeing it. numbers. we're already seeing the the health crisis that we have. And you're, and by the way, your health is your wealth. Entrepreneurs should, should take more time focusing on their health because what if you do get rich? What if all this work you're doing, you finally do get rich, but you've been sucking down Starbucks and Red Bulls and, and, and not sleeping well and all this stuff. And all of a sudden you got the money, but you're lethargic. You don't have the pep in your step. The energy's gone. You can't do shit. Because I see it. Mm -hmm. I've seen it happen a thousand times. I got guys my age, 50 some years old, can't make it up a flight of steps, but they got big ass money, you know, bellies, Mm -hmm. you know, hanging over their their gut.
0: um, One one foot in the grave. And then you pass away 20 or 30 years earlier than you should. Man, hell no. That ain't that ain't for me.
1: (laughs) And it shouldn't be for anybody because, look, there's vibrance. You know, uh, an entrepreneur should be vibrant. Should be, you know, a, attractive. Energy should be contagious. That's I mean, that's my opinion. Maybe someone else thinks differently, but my opinion is,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: yeah. Well, get that's, your health, care. get some yeah. snap, baby. And by the way, yeah, that's amazing. By the way, it's O S N A P, not O H. It's O snap, a play the on snap. the on the snap. The snap, yeah, the snap. I like love snap that. That's pretty cool. Play,
0: yeah. yeah. So and then. You're putting the same, same business model into that with affiliates and network marketing. How, how does that work with building that kind of business model?
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm bringing a superior product to the marketplace, number one. I'm delivering it at a, at a price point that's less than a lot of the stuff that people are already consuming. So now they can swap where they shop. They're just simply trading out. If they're already health conscious, if they're not, then we're showing them invest a little money in yourself you know, and, and, and maybe you'll feel better on the, on the, on the line and live longer. And then we build, we build the tools first. So once we got the product figured out, then we build the tools for the affiliates. Like I said, say less to more people was what I was told. So why not continue in that model? Because that, that allowed me to scale so well. And I didn't have to teach everybody all kinds of closing techniques. You didn't, because I can only scale so far, you know, right. again, if you're in the car dealership, no big deal. Be, be the best damn car salesman on that corner, on that lot ever existed. Um, but but me, I wanted to build a global business and I'm teaching our affiliates to do the same thing. And that that requires us creating like the app. It requires us creating tools, uh, video stuff, social media, quick social media stuff that captures people's attention. What we teach our, our affiliates to do once their package arrives in the mail you kind of do an unboxing ceremony, you know, like you'd have a ribbon cutting. If I open up a, a, a physical store, I'd have a big promotion. Hey, come to the ribbon cutting. We're opening up my ribbon cutting. may be hey, uh, this product just arrived. I'm going to do a quick video and then I'm going to use the product. Then I'll do a quick education thing on what the product did for me. That that's sales for us. Um, that mm. means the stay at home mom could do it. That means the college kid could do it. You, you, you follow what I mean? What I'm, yep. I'm not limited to, to I get people hitting me up all the time. John, we'll handle your sales for you. But you could, but you're not going to move. You're not going to do the kind of sales that I can do, you know, because I can do, you know, quarter million, a $250 million a year um, in global sales where you might be able to get me a million. Maybe if you got a great team, maybe you get me 10 million a year. Mm. You know, that, that's not exciting to me anymore. Yeah. That would have been, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm not, I'm, I'm looking I, like a the Philippines, Asia, South Korea was my biggest market. Prior to this, we took a product launch in South Korea. Our first year in South Korea, we did $100 million in, in just grocery. in South Korea, just in South Korea alone. You know, I, I and then and then from there, we went, you know, Japan. Uh, I ended up moving to Australia because I was closer to Asia and I wanted to, I just wanted to check out Australia. So I lived in Australia for a while. Um, we built there. And then when I came back, it was funny because they were working while I was sleeping. And I'd wake up, you know, I remember waking up one morning, quarter million dollars deposited in my bank account from what happened the night before. I was like, dang, I had a great year while I slept last night. (laughs) night. Last (laughs) night. Exactly. So that's why if imagine if it was if I had to just only get sales guys in Australia and Mm -hmm. I'd have, you know, be the same thing. It'd be a couple of them that just crush it and a whole bunch that don't do shit. A handful Mm -hmm. that are mediocre and I'd be constantly trying to motivate them. I'd be constantly trying to motivate them. That's not fun for anybody. And, and yeah, most people have to have to get that motivation from within. I would tell people you already have it in you. You have the potential in you. Just what are you going to do with it and find a reason that's that's bigger than you find out why the fuck you want to do this. Why do you want to be rich? And it can't just be about the dollars themselves. Who's it going to help? Who's it going to retire? You know, who's it going to save? what's it going to do? And then dry, then let that drive you every single day until it actually happens, you know. And that's and, and I think that's a big that's what we teach our affiliates is like dig deep. Why are you doing this? Why would you get up early in the morning? Why would you stay up late? Why would you go through the rejection? Why would you send out another video? Why would you press a button on the app again? Why would you do another unboxing ceremony? Why would you educate people on these products? Why, 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 why? I want to know why. And if your why is big enough. There's a really good chance that one day you're, you're gonna you're gonna make that happen. One day you are gonna retire your mom. One day you are gonna retire yourself. Whatever the, whatever it happens to be. Mine was my kids and getting out of that neighborhood that I lived in. You know that was a mm-hmm. big driver for me. I, I knew I couldn't raise girls and you know which is what I, I'm a I'm a girl dad. Four girls in a row. Um, <laughs> I had to get them out of there. You can't grow up here. It's, it's hard on it's hard on boys. <laughs> girls, forget about. It. I wouldn't want a, a, a female growing up. In the neighborhood i grew up in we are brutal we are we are mm. brutal on these little girls gotta go anyway and where, that where was, was that where
0: was that I, I grew up live.
1: on the south side of milwaukee
0: yeah in in, in milwaukee on in
1: this in the city
0: and where do you stay at mostly now
1: scottsdale arizona scottsdale yeah i used to split between here in like australia for a little while and then dump that and now here and then we're you know we're in out of miami a lot of course, we're opening up Europe. So we're, you know, the next time we do this, it might be from Europe somewhere, you know, yeah. I, you know, that you're, Hey, nothing like building all over the world because it also makes for incredible tax deductible business trips.
0: You get what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so we got a lot of cool trips to Ibiza and, and, and yeah. Spain. If you're, your wife's a business partner and you just have to go to Paris for business. <laughs> of course. It's not the worst course. thing in the world. It's not, it, and that's the
1: sort other of thing. It's, it, I, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep and mm-hmm. how much do you protect and do it yeah. legally. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of benefits. There's a lot of benefits to, to providing economic opportunities to other people. And that's what network marketing is about. And that's what I love about it. Um, I get it all the time. Like I got a friend of mine, Cody grand Adam, you guys, and I would interview him if you, if you can get a hold of him, Cody does retail started with flashlights and batteries. Hundreds of okay. millions of dollars. One of his business partners is Damon John. Anyways, Cody's a good friend of mine. Um, but Cody, Cody called me out of nowhere. Cody, when I was living in Chicago, Cody would sit in the back of these rooms where I was talking to our network marketing teams. I was training them or, or doing a, a, what we call a business briefing. And, he, you know, he was never like the, 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 the top guy or anything like that. But he went out and he took all that information. He went and built a traditional business that's insane. And he called me one day, he said, bro, I don't know if you remember me. And I did remember him, but he's told me what he did. And it's impressive. Man, this dude will get, you know, one order from a, you know, a Sam's club or a Costco. And, you know, it's, it's a million dollar deal that day, Mm. but he learned it from here. And I've got a lot of, yeah, it's the principles are the same. And we're the ultimate scalers. If any, I tell anyone, you want to learn how to scale a business, join a network marketing
0: company. Right. And you don't have to do it forever, but you're going to learn a lot of things that'll translate to whatever you're going to do. Hell yeah! It's, it's, you know, it doesn't take much to start, right? Like, what what would it take for someone to start working with you? Yeah, here's the problem because it doesn't take much to start. That's why people don't take it seriously. I, I mean, exactly. I, took,
1: I my first, my initial investment in network marketing was six hundred dollars, and mm. that's and you already know the six hundred. Calculate the return on investment on that on that check. It's yeah. insane. Um, And I don't have employees. I didn't have overhead. I have very little overhead because especially everything's drop ship. So I don't touch most of the stuff other than, you know, what I what I consume personally. So, you know, for for, let's say a thousand bucks to be all in, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like people don't take it seriously, man. That's the problem. Now, if I took a one hundred thousand from you, you might take it a little more seriously because what happens then is with a thousand invested yeah they don't do it sometimes they show up now they're entrepreneurs now they're watching netflix now they're on the bowling league now they're on the dart league now they're doing everything else their business is not their priority it's put in somewhere else because they think they're entrepreneurs and they neglect the thing that would really give them the freedom and when it's a thousand bucks on the line who cares like people got shit in their closet they never wore you know i had bad dates cost me more than a thousand bucks you know with no possibility of return and and that's what happens then they blame then they say network marketing doesn't work or only the people at the top make money are you fucking stupid it's everywhere only the Mm -hmm. people at the top make the money you know how they got to the top they worked they did the work because only they never left climbed and (laughs) grind yeah yeah exactly it's like when i hear that stuff i'm like are you an idiot like come on is that is that is okay so here's what i would do Like when my kids played sports, we didn't look at the kid who didn't make the team. I didn't tell my kid, oh, look at that. Look at that kid. He didn't make the team. You know what we did? We looked at the kids that made the team. Who's who's on the starting lineup of this team? That's who we're gunning for. (laughs) Like I don't know Mm -hmm. why anyone would gun for the the guy who didn't do it. Why would you Mm -hmm. why would you even bring up like I wrote a book, MLM's Dirty Little Secrets, uh, a look behind the curtain. Why would you look at the people that failed? Why would you give any energy to that? Like they didn't do it and they tell you it doesn't work. Okay, well, they didn't do shit. Let me go, let, have them send me their calendar. Let me see how many appointments they made. Let me see how many people they talked to. And I guarantee you the truth is in their calendar. <laughs> and you're going to find out really quick, they didn't do shit. Because had they done something, they would have got paid. Had they done something, they wouldn't have been whining. Had they done something, they would have been on the beach with me and my wife. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's where my frustration comes is again, it's, it's, there's this perception about an industry that's born out of negativity, and it comes from people who failed or never did it. And yeah. I personally would never follow someone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn some things from someone who failed. Like if I'd like to talk to a homeless person and say, "How did you become homeless?" So I know not to ever do what you did. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That makes sense. I, I see these people all the time. Well, I know someone who. did Well, good for you. I I, I don't I don't I know a lot of people who failed in business. I, don't, I just don't focus on those people. And I don't know why you would either.
0: Mm. Anyway, yeah, so ex- me, m- most of, exactly what you said. Like, <laughs> Let's take a look at the calendar, what really happened. What really and, happened. And to anyone who thinks that like, it, it doesn't work, I completely agree with, look at the calendar. We'll see what really happened. Every and time the people who made it, look at their calendar. They're going to look very different.
1: Bro, I tell them, this is how I know. For a fact, I've, I've done this 29 years. And almost every single time someone complains to me, this is 99% of the time. I'll send, Now I say, send me the front page of your app because the front page there's all the statistics right on the front. Right when you open up, it tells you how many exposures you made, tells you the engagement, tells you it, it gives you tons of information. I used to say, send me your your calendar. Send me over your calendar. Now I say, screenshot the front page of your app. Crickets. Rarely. Rarely do they send it over to me because I just I just told them what their issue was. You got still got to work. If you think mm. if you think you're going to sit around and people are going to pound on your door, say, hey, you got some old snap in there or you got whatever in there. It, that's not it, that doesn't work. It's not going to happen that way. You might get lucky every now and then. Even a blind chicken finds feed. But that's <laughs> not consistent and that. <laughs> and that's not the norm. Yeah. But you just start you start taking inventory of people that that are complaining and whining and bitching. You start realizing, oh, wait a minute. Hmm. If there's someone else like we we just formed a merger with a company June 1st, there's people in this company that are earning a million dollars per month. Okay, so you're telling me it doesn't work, but I can point I can point to a lady right now. And I I would joke with my guy friends. I I know a girl who's beating you right now. I know a girl making a million dollars a month. You can't beat a girl. Come on. i <laughs> you know, joking around with my friends. Of course. Yeah. She's a, she's a badass powerhouse, but I, I, I can show you, ten, I can show you crazy amounts of people making 10, 20 grand a month. Like it, it's everywhere, um, mm. but it don't work. What, what part doesn't work? The only <laughs> <You>. part, <laughs> thank you. That's the only part that doesn't work. The products work, the opportunity works. The only variable in that equation is you. And clearly you are the problem. So we can look, we can do it one of two ways. We could, you could just quit and, and, and be done with it. And then you're going to go do something else. And you're going to bring you to that something else. That's the fucking problem. Yeah, you're gonna wherever you. you go, there
0: you are. Wherever you go, there
1: you are, man. And, I, and I've watched people. Here's what's funny about it. And I, and I have, now I have time on my side. I have experience. I have friends of mine that started with me when I was 20 years old. They didn't finish with me. Started with me. Today, we're the same around about the same age. Some of my friends, they're in the same exact position that they were when they were in their 20s. That's my warning to people. Like, don't think somehow you're going to end up just because of time, you're going to end up in a much better place. You're actually in a worse place because inflation Mm -hmm. is eating away at your bank account. I mean, I can go on and on this stuff, you know, from a financial literacy standpoint. You're 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 and then you're still giving your time for money or you're still trying to find some hustle to, to make you a millionaire overnight, you know, good luck with that. I mean, go buy a lottery ticket. You'd be better off.
0: Yeah. Do you have plans to take the business to retail and like in stores or what? Yeah.
1: yeah we, we, we have words. a commitment from a, a chain of truck stops, 2,500 truck stops. We have a commitment from right now. We haven't, we haven't executed our end of that yet. We're uh who I just told you, my, my buddy Cody grand Adam is building out some of the pieces to that. So yeah, yeah, we'll do that. I'm 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 pretty excited about that, especially our energy product. We have an espresso shot that's insane. It it tastes it tastes like my favorite espresso martini. It's like
0: mm.
1: it's just like honey on your tongue. It's, it's not like the other one where it's smelling salts and tequila, which is actually my yeah. favorite one. But this one's gonna gonna crush in in that environment. And it's clean because these truckers are doing like no dos. I mean, terrible. Yeah, five hour that energy. Yeah. Five hour energies, all these chemicals, all the energy. Look at the energy aisle. There's a gazillion of prime just goes on and on and on. Um, and I'm not look, I'm not saying there's not a place for all that stuff. I'm just saying if you consume that on a regular basis, you will pay a price. How do I know? I paid the price and I got the blood tests to prove it. And I got the medical bills to prove it. Um, and and I and hope, you know, you can use me as as a warning or not. And then just see where you end up. <laughs> <laughs> For mm-hmm. me, that's not that I just don't like. I don't like those odds. I, I'd rather make the adjustment because the challenge is it's not just in in those products. It's in our you know, we're putting chlorine and fluoride in our water. I mean, it, it's in our coffee. Um, it's in our craft macaroni and cheese. It's in our ragu spaghetti sauce. It's in our frozen pizzas. and And that's where it's like, OK, at some point you got to give yourself a break. You got to give your body a break. Because it's the big tobacco companies like Philip Morris and, and RJR Reynolds, they went and bought they bought the crafts of the world they bought them nabiscos of the world. What do you think they did they, they're putting additives into those products like they did with cigarettes. So we become addicted to it. man I just think of craft macaroni and cheese and I want to go make a uh, make some right now like my mouth is watering yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> but it's probably the worst possible thing you could feed your kids. <laughs> you know ramen mm-hmm. noodles, MSG, all this stuff. Uh, and it's it's okay in moderation. I'm not a guy telling you you know go eat fucking grass all day long. You know I, I'm I'm living my life. I'm I'm down for a nice pizza and a cold beer, but I also understand I need to offset that in some way. And I do it through supplementation in a big way. I do it through clean water, and I do it through movement. And mm. I'm I'm running. You know, put put me out on the field with a with a 25 year old, and uh, I'm gonna hang with them the whole time.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's
1: <laughs> maybe maybe we'll see we'll we'll do it, we'll set it up, yeah, but uh depends on the twenty five year old now though <laughs> yeah the average the average twenty five year old forget about it he's 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 dusted,
0: yeah <laughs> what what other projects do you have that you're working on is this the the only thing I know it's the main thing, but yeah, this is the main thing that I, that I'm building because um
1: we we we're watching the valuations of course just continue to rise on the company it makes a lot of sense um I love building cash flow machines. I love a goose that lays golden eggs, and I love to take care of that goose for a long time. So that's what we're doing there. I have investments in a couple of companies that um, may or may not go public at some point. Um so I'm an investor. i look I look for cool I look for cool projects, cool things that are coming. Um, I sold my shares in SetJet, which I thought was a super cool private jet company that I owned for about five years. Uh, they're now going public. Um, yeah, I find, I find cool stuff that I can do passively. Everything. Hmm. I want, pa- I want time. I, I care about time more than anything. Time is the most valuable thing on the planet. I can't get it back. I can get my money back. I can't get my time back. So, and I got kids, I got a grandson on the way. I'm about to be a grandpa. I can't believe that. Oh, congrats. It's over. Thank you. So yeah. Um, I've got, I got, a, I got a lot of cool stuff on the works. I'm, I'm, I'm working with a friend of mine, probably build a Wyndham hotel here locally. Hmm. Um, stuff that doesn't re- require me to be engaged but but uh, is run and developed by killers that have yeah. track records and know what they're doing. Yeah. Do
0: you do much used, real estate? I,
1: yeah, I used to own a real estate investment company. I don't I don't do it so much anymore. My partner, Clever, uh, Cody Sperber, it's yep. kind of his jam. Um, I do own some real estate. I just for me it for me real estate when I had the real estate investment company, I learned one thing. Uh, I learned a lot of things, but one thing that I found where I would either have a lot of it or none of it, <laughs> mm. especially when it comes to rental. I had a lot of rent. I had a lot of apartment buildings, a lot of four families too. And I had a lot, I had a lot of hood properties, section eight stuff, a lot of cash flow, but also a lot of headaches came with that. Um, I don't miss, yeah. I don't miss that. I used to take my, my kids around in the hood and, and collect rents and it was, they, they have stories, interesting stories. Oh so. yeah. Daddy was trying to collect rents from people, but Section Eight helped because I would get it directly from the government. The challenge was, yep. a lot of times the their the portion. Place, yeah. yeah, the place yeah, got it was, destroyed. The, you know, there's always no matter what you do, they're gonna there's there's a yin and a yang. There's a there's a price to pay for whatever cash you're gonna de- gonna get.
0: Yeah, if the, you the, without the, paying price, you know,
1: God bless you. I haven't been able to.
0: Yeah, the first real estate deal I did, I, I lived at the complex, and it. I've got stories for years <laughs> so, yeah. I, the, we only owned that deal for 14 months too. And I, oh, I've wow. got years worth of years worth of experience and stories from that deal, but look, uh, that's my thing. That experience
1: is valuable because I guarantee mm. you, you know, some things not to do going forward. You know, some things you for sure. Oh would yeah. Do. Oh yeah, I owned, definitely. I owned a restaurant and a nightclub that almost killed me four years of that nonsense. I would never, never, I wouldn't, I don't invest in restaurants. I don't invest in nightclubs. Uh, I'll support you. If you, if you open one, I'll come and support you, but I won't put my money into it. That's, I learned, I learned a lot. I made a lot of money, but I learned a lot. Um, A lot of money got stolen from me along the way. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, John, I appreciate the time. I've, I've learned a lot and it was valuable to me. So I'm very sure it's valuable to anyone listening. Was there anything we didn't cover that you'd want to go over real quick?
1: No, man, I'm just telling you, you know, we have a tagline with all of our affiliates and it's and, and it's um, we're transforming minds, bodies and bank accounts. And I, I just tell people all the time, people come to me all the time that they talk about their money. They want to transform their their bank account. And I said, well, first, we got to transform your mind because it, it, it doesn't matter. Your bank account is not the issue. The The number in your bank account is not the issue. The issue is your mind. And for me, it was real clear. I got my mind right. Got my body right. And my bank account got right. Now I did get my bank account right a few times when my body wasn't right. And I almost lost, I almost lost my health completely. And I would have been willing to give up every dollar that was sitting in that bank account to get it back at that time. So, so, Mm -hmm. so get your priority straight and stuff like this, man. I love what you're doing because stuff like this, we didn't have this when I was coming up, man. If I was, if I, you know, if I was 20 years old and I had access to stuff like this, where you got someone like me and not saying I'm great, but, you know, I, I've already been where a lot You've already learned everything I already learned. I learned a lot of shit, man. I'm still learning. I still do you yeah. know, some messed up stuff and I'm, I'm learning the hard way. But that's the best teacher. Find some people that, that got beat up a little bit you fi- and find out what they did to 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 take the punches and keep moving. Don't don't go to the dude who got beat up. And is, you know, sucking his thumb in the fetal position every day, whining "Oh, the, the world sucks. And uh, that's not the one you're looking for. The, the one who got knocked down, but got back up and and you, and you interviewed these guys, you said Andy Elliott, you know, there's, mm. these guys are, are powerhouses. They're beasts and, and get my guy, Cody
0: Grand Adam and, and Cody Sperber on your, on your uh, podcast. Yeah. I'll um, have to reach out to him. I think yeah. I, my assistant may have reached out to Cody Sperber, but um, we'll, we'll get He's him on the list. Yeah. I just, yeah. We just, we did. We did Those are the best guys. people. <laughs> yeah. That's what
1: you want. Find busy yeah. people, get around busy people, become a busy person, become valuable in the marketplace and, and then people are going to want you. It's real simple. Yep. That's well, it. John, I appreciate it brother.
0: Thank you. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing. Congratulations on your success. Absolutely. Thank you. And what's the best way people can, uh, find out more about you and get involved in what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Just, uh, Instagram is my, probably my main, my main place. And I handle my, I used to have other people handle my social media. I stopped doing that. Um, uh, John, so J O H N dot Malot M A L O T T John dot M A L O T T John Malot. That's the best place. Just DM me. I I don't. I, it takes me time sometimes because the DMs are pretty insane. Um, hmm. But I hit everybody back as long as it's not some weird shit. Don't don't hit me yeah. up, <laughs> saying Please give me money because I get a lot of that too. Those those are. I've had that happen as well. Yeah. I – I That's, that's mainly my request is give, give me money. I said, look, I, I I can teach you to fish, but I'm not giving you a fish. I I wouldn't do you that, that harm. I wouldn't do you that disservice Mm. anyway. So yeah, John dot malot on Instagram.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much, John. And uh, if you're still listening at this point, thank you. We'll catch you on the next (laughs) one.
1: Yeah. If you made it this far, man, you, you got, you're a trooper, man. You should get a fucking prize. Hit me up. I'll send you a snap pack. All right.